Welcome to Destinations Unveiled. I'm your host, Amanda, owner of Adventure More, a travel design agency specializing in custom adventure travel. Join me as we explore the world's most fascinating insights, inspirations, and travel advice from industry friends around the globe. On today's episode, we're joined by my friend Paula to talk about Portugal. Welcome, Paula. Hi, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me in. I hope we get all of our um, viewers and listeners enthused to come to Portugal. Yes, absolutely. Um, just to get started, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to being a part of the travel industry? Well, um, long story short, I grew up in the United States on the East Coast, and my I was born in Portugal. So my family's Portuguese, and the the wish to return to come back to homeland was always there on my parents' side. So we returned after I finished high school. I went to the university in Portugal, majored in economics. Um, I worked in accounting. I worked for a private airline um, that is actually based uh, here in Portugal, the operations of the company. And in 2010, um, 2009, actually, sorry, uh, a friend from college, from university, um, and I have to add, I was very lucky to study in the university city of Coimbra in the center of Portugal, which wow. is amazing because it's um, from the 1200s, so it's it's dated back wow. so far, one of the oldest universities of Europe, so it's really special to be in a place like that for four to five years studying. Um yeah. Anyway, um, we had this chat uh, all of a sudden out of the blue, um, and she worked uh, for a multinational um, auditing company and wanted to do something totally different and had her love for passion and uh, her love for travel, her passion for travel, um, and I as well, uh, and also my love for Portugal because as a child, Almost every other summer or every three years, I would come with my parents to spend vacation in Portugal. So that was like my my sweet place, let's say, um, going yeah. to the countryside and being free to walk around everywhere and um, it's animals, it's nature. And it was just wonderful for me growing up that way and yeah. seeing the development of the country and how interesting so many things are and how different so many things are from coast to interior etc so um all of that desire um led me to 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 launch myself with her and and go after mm -hmm. this adventure and and we decided in 2010 to start um the, our company travel tailors yeah and mm -hmm. we we registered our brand portugal by travel tailors Excellent. That's exciting. I'm, it's fun to have that experience of of going back and making it your own after all, all the years of visiting and kind of your home place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, for you, what makes Portugal such a special destination? Well, Portugal is really special because I think um, from the words of one of our clients, there might not be an iconic monument that describes the country without its name, like the mm -hmm. Eiffel Tower, like the London Bridge, like the Colosseum in Rome. However, okay. there's so many different little things that make Portugal feel like it, it's, it's everything else combined into one. So it has the best of 
Um, all of the other European destinations, especially if we're looking at Southern European destinations, um, rolled into one small place, one small area. So we have um, a beautiful coastline. We have a beautiful interior. So you have um, for both uh, lovers of ocean and, and nature, um, we have great weather uh, all year round. Um, the people are very warm and and um, are always ready to help and, and to entertain. And then the gastronomy is fabulous. And there's so much history and culture dating back so far. It's one of the oldest established countries of Europe. So there's so much to offer um, that it does, it, the country doesn't need one iconic monument because it has so much. So much other, other <laughs> aspects. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there a better time of the year to visit or what, what's your favorite time of the year? Well, I have my favorite. Um, my favorite times are fall and spring uh, because the weather is much more mild. Um, however, fall and spring always have this tiny little issue called rain. Um, it tends to rain <laughs> a little bit more, but if you're okay with the rain, rain is not necessarily a bad thing. Actually, it's very much needed. And, and today it's raining a little bit, but it's not pouring all day. That can happen, but that's unlikely. Um, it rains a lot less now than it did 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was always raining, especially in the north, um, but not necessarily now. And thinking of fall and spring, we're thinking of kind of a bit of shoulder seasons, let's say. And these seasons are, are great for pricing and less uh, travelers um, because the summer months have become a bit chaotic with a lot of travelers and the country yeah. is not huge. So the cities kind of get very much filled up. And we tend to um, try to explain to our travelers that it's best to think of other times of year, even the winter, because it's very mild. Our winters are very mild. We're coming into December now. It's still fall. Um, but the weather in Lisbon is 19 degrees Celsius. So yeah. that's pretty warm when you think of, yeah. of fall going into winter. Um, of course, it can snow in the north and in the interior center of Portugal, but on the coast, it okay. never snows. So it's really a great time to think of coming if, you know, October, November, um, March, April, May. The worst months are always July and August, and September has become critical because of the harvest, the wine harvest season. That's and actually, it's very interesting, and this then ends up all being related to global warming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but since the climate has been changing, the harvest season has become earlier and earlier. Uh, so, yeah, because it used to be late. It used to end in October, but now it's ending in September, mid-September. The harvest season yeah. is ending. So September became a very popular month because of the harvest season as well. Um so yeah. So so now that the peak season's kind of expanding a little bit. Definitely, definitely. And if yeah. you if you're free to travel any time of year, I would say avoid the summer months only because of so many people at the same time and and feeling a bit overwhelmed because of that, not because anything is wrong and not because yes. it's 
it, it gets very warm in the center. It does. In the center south, it can go up mm -hmm. to 40, 40 something degrees Celsius, which is very hot. For some people, it's a little bit unbearable. Um, but it's not humid heat like in the New England states in the United States. It's not like okay. that. It's slightly um, humid, but not that humidity that, you know, it feels 10 yeah. degrees high. None of that. Yeah, it feels miserable. <laughs> just feel <laughs> wet. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite adventure activity? Well, I have a few. Uh, my most, most favorite, the one I think is most beautiful and unique is horse riding on the beach. Not that it's that mm -hmm. adventurous, but for some people no, it can't be. Perfect. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's really a beautiful experience in Comporta along a deserted beach. It's not a concession beach, so there's hardly anyone there. And you just can ride for a length of, of beach area. Um, it's really, really mm -hmm. beautiful. And other activities can be river trekking. There's a few options for river trekking um, in the center and in the north, closer to Porto, which is super fun. Mm -hmm. It's a great family activity, and it can be more mild if people are a little bit scared to jump off certain areas. They don't have to. There's always a way to work around it. Um, and okay. there's also some fun canyoning that can be done um, in the uh, Arabi National Park, which is not far from Lisbon. Um, that's also okay. a, fun, a fun activity, um, more adventurous, let's say. And then there's a lot of mild activities. Uh, in we have a few um, dams, uh, man-made dams uh, around the country, and there's a few little activities that can be done there, and um, and some kayaking as well. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, but the biking, e-biking, is also very, very popular in many locations. Yeah. Yeah, that's become a real popular attraction for a lot of destinations, the e-biking. Yes, definitely. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a particular cultural activity that really brings people together that um, really stands out for, for Portugal? Um, I have to say uh, the gastronomy for sure because yeah. there's so many really fun cooking workshops in different locations. And we have some, we have a vice countess we work with for cooking workshops in the North and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. We have chefs in other locations and they do fun things. They go to markets. One of them has a car that he can take and just make food anywhere and overlooking the ocean, kind of like the background behind you. It, mm -hmm. Just set up and, and make a great meal in private, just in nature, which is so much fun. Um, and yeah, lovely picnic setups as well. But I would definitely say that the local gastronomy in the different areas of the country and enjoying that with a, a chef that can explain how everything is made is really, really a great deal of fun. And then unique to Portugal besides the gastronomy, I'll definitely say um, anything related with tiles and pottery uh, because it's so popular here and that's something very fun as well uh, to do with with an artisan. Yeah, that sounds fun. And something that you could potentially take home as a souvenir with you. Exactly, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of food, do you have a favorite restaurant or type of restaurant? 
Yes, quite a few. One of the most, one of our most favorites that we use a lot when clients are in Porto is called Topeirinho. Um, and it's a family owned um, fresh fish and seafood place, which is very cute. It's small, it's stone walls uh, in the interior. Um, it's located near the ocean. And the food is super fresh. The service is really great. And I think it's just that warm feeling of localness and and uniqueness. Um, and everyone has loved it. So sometimes we get um, the agents that we work with, obviously, because we work B2B. That's our main focus. And the agents that we work with uh, are always saying, oh, that restaurant that so-and-so loved. Let's put that in as well. Um, so it's, it, it keeps coming back. And um, sometimes people say, oh, it's a little because it's not located in the center of Porto, um, but it's also very close to one of the hotels we love to use as well, a little bit off of the center, um, the Villa Forge. And if a client is in the center of Porto, they say, oh, maybe it's too much, too far to go. And I say, you're going to miss out. <laughs> And worth it. The last, yeah, the last couple that was here, uh, they said, oh, thank goodness we didn't cancel the restaurant because it was the best dinner we had the whole trip. So oh, because I make this some um, sea bass in salt and it's not salty at all. It's just literally covered in salt and it goes into the oven that way. And it's just so delicious because the the, the fish and meat is so tender inside and so juicy. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, how about a favorite um, accommodation or type of accommodation? I really love the accommodations in the Alentejo or the ones outside of the cities, in, in all honesty, because they're, sure. they're much more um, that traditional feeling and it really gets um, the traveler immersed into the destination. So they're you know, in the middle of nowhere, let's say. There's nothing around. It's just open fields. And I love San Lorenzo do Um, for many reasons. It's an amazing property um, because of the way it was renovated, because it used to be a working farm, and because the now rooms were homes of the farmers. Uh, so the whole area had a school, it had a kennel, it had the homes of the farmers, it had the the, the grounds that were all agriculture and, and the winery. So all of that was renovated and it was renovated in the most perfect way because it kept to tradition. So they didn't go off the wall and put in this unique decor that has nothing to do with the Alentejo. No, it has everything to do with the Alentejo. It took two years for an artisan to make all of the handmade bricks on the flooring. So wow, that is, yeah, it's all of these details and the fact that they're super yeah. sustainable, the fact that they have great service. Um, they, every little detail on property is so well taken care of. Um, it, it really takes all of the boxes and it's also mm -hmm. family owned and it's not a chain so you really feel the uniqueness and it's not the only property that's like this for example also in the Alentejo is also family owned and um, it's a young couple and they have five kids and they live on property and they 
turned it into the most amazing place where they also um, raise cattle and sheep and make honey and wine. And it's just so fantastic to see these properties develop in this way. And these are special places to stay. Um, yes. As long as I didn't feel it, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does make everyone feel special and and it makes everyone feel like, okay, I'm in Portugal because this is different. I haven't been in a place like yes. this. I can't compare this to where I've been in, in Thailand or in Japan or, or Canada or whatever. Um, so this is unique. And when people say, they, oh, I don't want anything touristy. Oh, I want to go a little bit off the beaten path. They have to trust us to give them that. And we can give yes. them that. We just have to have that open mindness to accept it and to yes. believe it's going to be the experience. Yes, absolutely. Which is why um, people come to us to get those connections, to to learn about these places and these special little accommodations and these restaurants and things like that, yes. that we have those those connections on the ground to, to help people with those things. Precisely. Yeah. Are there any little hidden gems that um, people should be sure to see or do? There's a lot. There's so many. I know. I know. There's, a lot. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one that I can say is super hidden. You almost. Okay. <laughs> you need a, how do you call those? I, I'm just remembering the name in, in Portuguese to, to try and find it. Um, magnifying. magnifying glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you almost need magnifying glass to find it. Uh uh, because it's it's done by um, uh, the guys who do this. They can only do it on holidays or weekends, so it kind of has to fall okay. on that timing. It's not for definitely not for everyone because it can't fall on that timing. But anyway, in the sure. north of Portugal, um, we have these partners that do a really fun jeep ride in the mountain overlooking the ocean and then stop and have a gin or they can go on the jeep in other locations in national parks in the north, which are beautiful. But then mm -hmm. they make this amazing lunch on the beach at these old fishermen huts that have no electricity. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's that it's it's an experience that's really not for everyone because um, using the toilet is an experience, for example. But um, but if if clients really want something out of the box and unique and different, they make the most amazing uh, shrimp rice that I have ever eaten right there in front of the fisherman's hut with this beautiful table set up with plates and and vinho verde which is the amazing green wine uh from the mm -hmm. north of portugal and we're just overlooking the ocean there's absolutely no one there and this was mm -hmm. done in march and mind you again march the weather was fabulous so you have to be a positive traveler and you have to believe i'm taking the sun with me and it's going to happen <laughs> uh, and, and it, it, it was March. We had this most amazing weather where, you know, sitting on the beach and then all of a sudden the guys say, oh, come on, because lunch is ready. And they have a few little cheeses and sausages. And then they have this amazing shrimp rice. And it's so delicious. And you can spend a beautiful day and a lovely afternoon with these local um, people 
that are people just like the travelers, you know, they have their jobs and they do this fun experience and make this delicious food because they love Portugal and they want to showcase the best. And, and that's what they enjoy. Um, yeah. And I think this is the type of experience that people want to have. And again, it's like I said, it's not necessarily for everyone, um, but it's for those who want the uniqueness. Absolutely. It's special. Those are kind of experiences that so many people come home and just um, remember more than anything is those I think so. I think so, because yeah. we actually did that experience on a fam trip with a few agents, and mm-hmm. it was their most favorite day of the whole six days of trip. And sure. today they still talk about that day, so... It's really it's, it when that happens. That's when you know. Okay, that makes the difference. Yes, absolutely. Um, is there anything our viewers should know before visiting Portugal? Any little tips or tricks or? Um, Honestly, I don't aspects? think you need to worry about anything and just come with an open heart, and they're going to leave okay. with a full soul because. They're <laughs> They're going to really, if if they allow themselves to get immersed and to do things in a different way um, and to trust the travel advisor that is preparing their, their trip. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's even wonderful if people just say, prepare it and, and, and I want to be surprised um, because yes. that's when we can actually, if if we know the client in front of us, we are able to add little touches here and there, that will add the extra value to that trip and really give them memories for a lifetime. Yes, absolutely. It's fun getting to know travelers and then working with partners all over the world to add those special little touches that um, they they didn't think about, you know, just yes, adding exactly. in there and making it that extra little step. Um, any final thoughts or wisdom uh, that you'd like to share? We covered um, pretty good, pretty good amount. Yes, of, of we've things. covered we've covered a good amount of um, of points and details, and I think that the most uh, important is to really pay attention to the timing and and try to come at a time where you won't feel overwhelmed, and uh, maybe think of some monuments that that people do not want to miss, but have become overly touristy and try to think of them Mm -hmm. maybe in a different way. There's a lot of options of visiting monuments after the normal closing hours. Um, We have uh, special access, for example, to the Pinna Palace and we can get the Pinna Palace before opening hours and after closing hours. So this means either ending the day later or starting very early, Um, but it avoids Mm -hmm. crowds, for example. And this, can happen in a few monuments and it's an important detail because it's well worth the extra cost. Um, Especially if you don't want to wait in line, you don't want crowds. um, It is definitely well worth it. But the most, I think the most important is to plan trips in advance, not leave things to the last minute because that's when we can also get the best guides, plan these after hours if possible and if clients have the budget for them. Um, There's a few Mm -hmm. little things that can be done if trips are planned at least, at least I would say 
three to six months in advance, that's perfect Mm -hmm. because it's not too much. One year in advance is too much. And and there's really no need because then we can't get some rates and we just have to wait. Um, But six months, that becomes reasonable and we can get the after hours as long as if they fall on weekends, they start getting, it's very quickly sold out. Um, Mm. But if people plan in advance, it always, always helps. Great. That's good bit of advice for everyone. Very important thing is being conscious of the budget they have for the trip. That's super important. And sometimes it can be a little taboo and a little difficult to talk about, but the traveler knows and should really share with the advisor because it helps us meet expectations. It's not because we're going to, you know, go bonkers with the with what the, the information <laughs> give us. We're not. We we yeah. want to provide the best experience always the best experience. So yes. if we have a notion of budget and the hotel style um, within the budget, then we can meet expectations and provide um, the traveler with the best experience. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Those little tidbits of information are sometimes hard to, to get from travelers, but um, once you do, it's it's so helpful for everyone um, involved to, to make sure that the trip is right for them. So perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Paula. Um, I really appreciate your time and all this great little tidbits of information about Portugal. Thank you very much. And I hope to see your travelers in Portugal soon. I hope so too. And thanks everyone for watching. If you'd like to learn more about traveling in Portugal, you can visit us online at adventuremore.travel or email us at hello at adventuremore.travel. Thanks again and happy travels. Bye.